to see you here on the Adorable Boy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Your fearless leader here, Spud Adorableski. Frank and Beans, producer extraordinaire behind the, gu- the glass. Excuse me. We're glad to be back here. It's been a while. Uh, we've missed you. Just been enjoying the summer, you know, as, as we do. Went down to the Hamptons a few times. Um, recently bought a place in uh, Chula Vista, California. Went out there. Had a good time, as I always do. Friends, you know. Love the staff. The staff really becomes my friends, is the thing. Because I treat them so well. They can't help but love me. So that's great. And that's at all my properties. That's stately, adorable boy man- manor. That's my Hamptons house. That's uh, the place in the Poconos. And now my new place in Chula Vista. So, you know, it's all, it's all about treating your staff well. You treat your staff well, they treat you well. Just the right thing to do, let's be honest. And that's what the adorable boys are all about. You know, I am, Frank and Beans, I am not happy with the levels here. Um, and I think I know why. Can, can someone go get Tom, please? Now, if you're new to the Adorable Boy podcast, I'm sorry. This little housekeeping thing I have to do here in the beginning. Uh, Tom is our, I don't know what his job title is anymore. I think he's our general manager. Maybe he's our program director. Whatever he is, he's, he's, we hired him to help us, to help bring us to the next level. Um, not that we needed him, but he'll make it more efficient. He's a legendary radio guy. I mean, he's been with the, all the top shows throughout, I think, 40, 50 years, I think, now, his career. He's, uh, he's up there in age. Yeah, yeah. He might even have been in the radio business for 60 years. It's crazy, and we're glad to have him. Okay, here we go, Tom. See him walking in the hall. He's, yep. Go ahead and sit down, Tom. Take your time. Easy. Okay. Now, Tom, um, I'm having a little problem here. I'm not a big fan of my levels. I don't sound good. I know it's been a while since I've been here, but um, you know, this this is my studio. You know, I know in the old radio days we used to have to share studios, even though I had my own. Some people would use it sometimes, and I thought, um. You know, when we did the podcast, I wouldn't have to do that. But someone's been messing up my levels here in the studio. Um, so do you, are you, okay, listen, I, and I haven't talked to you about this because I don't really like to bring this stuff up off air. So this is good. It's more comfortable for me on air. Um, I know you've been renting out this space uh, to some Libyan rebels to do their own podcast. Um, and... I just, I, I I don't know. Every time I get in here, my levels are all messed up, Tom. You know, I've been coming, I've been in, in and out for about a week now. And every time the levels are all over the place. And you have, I, I, I don't even, you went behind my back to make this deal, Tom. And I'm not happy about it. And I wasn't happy about it. And I know it's for money. I know it's for the good of, of, of the organization. But, you know, me not being happy with my levels and with the technical stuff. That's not good for the organization. You know, you got this Libyan rebel podcast. They're not bringing in the money for us. I am. You understand? I know, you know, whatever they're doing that, you know, you like, whatever. But I can't come in here. This is unprofessional. I just want my studio to be how I want it. I'm the talent. So um, it seems like all you all you care about is profit. And, I, and I'm kind of sick of it. That's long overdue. Long over, I, I don't know. It's hurting the quality of my podcast, Tom. And it's bad for profit. 
and I don't need it. I don't need it. I can't have it, and we have to stop it. I want it stopped. I want my studio back, okay? And I don't know how there are local Libyan rebels here. I mean, shouldn't Libyan rebels be in Libya? I'm not even, I'm not, what is going on in Libya that there are rebels? I really have a feeling for the human being that they should actually go and help themselves uh, somehow. And if I can help, which as you pointed out, I've helped a lot of people achieve some success. As long as they're decent human beings and they're not on the uh, evil side of things, you got me. But, uh, you know, sometimes I make a mistake. And sometimes uh, the people I have helped... Go ahead and help them, Tom. Help all the rebels you want. Just don't do it in my studio. How many do you have in here every week, too? I mean, I, I don't imagine Libyan rebels are, are, are the best people to be around expensive podcasting equipment. It fluctuates. It goes from anywhere from 110 to maybe 200. What? There's, it'd be like a sardine can in here. Frankenbeans, call security and, and ask for confirmation on that number. Gee whiz. I don't think you could fit half that in here. But, but I'm going to be honest, I'm not happy about even one Libyan rebel podcaster in here. One is too much. That's what I'm saying, Tom. I don't want any more in here. I don't want any other podcast broadcasting from hallowed ground here in the Adorable Boy studio, high atop the Adorable Boy Tower. Uh, I'm a professional man. I know, Tom. You, be professional, then. Take care of your talent, me. Okay? That's all I'm asking. I'm great. I'd like to be great under great circumstances. Rather than these, these odd and oppressive circumstances. What? Who? Where did you find Libyan, Libyan rebels? And what do they talk about on their podcast? None of this makes any sense. Okay, I think Tom fell asleep. Can someone wheel him out, please? Thank you. I don't know if I got anywhere there, but um, I'll call my agent. I guess. I don't know what he's doing either. Letting this happen. He really should be. Uh, anyway. It's okay. You know, listen, I'm, I'm happy to be back here with the Adorable Boy Disciples. This is what I'm bo- I was made for. This is what I do. Um, a tough, tough way to get started. So I'm going to take a break. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to re, re, refocus. Right, Frank and Beans? Okay. And I hope you didn't know about this Libyan Rebel podcast either. Because that would be bad for you if you knew about this and didn't tell me. But anyway. All right. Take us a break, Frank and Beans. We're going to be back here on the Adorable Boy podcast. We're going to get it started. We're going to have the entertainment just flowing. Just flowing like, like from the land of milk and honey. I don't know what that meant. But the entertainment's coming. And that on that, you can be sure. The Adorable Boy podcast will be back after this. Are we on air, Frankenbeans? What? I, I don't want to do a live read right now. I was upset at what transpired. So I needed a break. I don't want to do a live read. Ugh. Why can't you just produce, Frankenbeans? All I want is for you to be the producer that I need. I just sang your praise. I called you extraordinaire. I don't hand that out lightly. And here you are making me do a live read. It's ridiculous. What is it for? 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, adorable boy disciples, one and all, if you are looking for a calm and relaxing experience, look no further than Happy Time Day Spa. Yes, Happy Time Day Spa. Um, this copy stinks, Frank and Beans. Who, who wrote this? It's ridiculous. What is sales doing when they're handing me copy like this? All I want to do is relax on this break so I get my head together for the show. And you got me doing this... This stupid copy... For this place. Ridiculous, Frankenbeans. Alright, Happy Time Day Spa. Uh, they offer... Lord knows what they offer. I, I guess... Facials and, and stuff. What do they offer, Frankenbeans? You don't even know how to turn on your mic. Get your head in the game, Frankenbeans. We're in a kowtowing war. Ridiculous. Well, if, if you're looking for a place to go to relax and be happy, Happy Time Day Spa. They're accepting clients, I suppose. I'm not even sure if this place exists. I'm going to level with the adorable boy disciples. I got a producer who can't turn on a microphone. That's what I got. Why don't we? I, I'll, I should go hire someone at Happy Time Day Spa to be my producer because at least someone in that organization can figure out a way to pay us for their sponsorship. Which is, I mean, I, that's light years above what I think you're capable of, Frankenbeans. All right, Happy Time Day Spa. It, you'll be happy, I guess. Hi, I'm Slonia Insurance Company, CEO and President Whit Yulman. At Slonia Insurance, we understand that we are in unprecedented times, and we understand what you're going through because we're going through it ourselves as well. The new normal is scary, but if we stick together, we can achieve anything. Like other insurance agencies, we've decided to waive late fees so that you know that we are here for you in these difficult, difficult, difficult times. So please, wear your mask, social distance, and remember one thing. Our generosity will not last forever. We want you to know that as soon as it is socially acceptable, we are going to come after you for our money. Right now, we have to be nice. We have to waive fees. We have to pretend that we care about you and your needs. What we want you to know is that it won't be sunshine and rainbows forever. Right now, we have a team of lawyers, agents, and public relations specialists that are coming up with a way for us to get every cent that we are owed. We are committed, and even if it takes 100 years in our last collective breath, we will get our money from you. Now, the small percentage of you who are actually paying attention may say, Hey, I don't like this. I'm going to go to another insurance agency. My response, go right ahead. Be our guest. Let me explain to you how insurance works. Don't worry, I'll dumb it down. There are many insurance agencies and many branches of each company. Each one of us try to get customers in with warm greetings and promises. Lovely, sunshine-filled promises. But since every agency treats customers exactly the same way, customers invariably get mad at one and go to another. Every single one of you squalid lot needs insurance, 
So there is a constant stream of unsatisfied customers coming from one agency to another. And research suggests that after five years, you'll forget how much you hate us anyway and come right back. So, in summation, enjoy this pandemic-fueled reprieve because we are going to come for our money as soon as we can. Sonia Insurance. Tick-tock, peasants. Oh, and we're against racism, too. Thank you. Trump must go Cause tonight for the first time We're gonna put him in the pen The left is full of excitement It's gonna start raining indictments It's raining indictments Hallelujah, it's raining indictments Hey, hey, it's raining indictments All right. Some great new production here in the Adorable Boy podcast. Level still messed up. I apologize, Adorable Boy disciples. We're going to push on. Yes, ador- it, uh, it's raining indictments is what it is. Um, so I guess this, uh, we all know, we have, we've all heard Donald Trump indicted for things that he did. And I'm really turning the corner. As you know, the Adorable Boy podcast we, we're right down the middle we don't claim allegiance to either party any candidate will we might talk about who we'll vote for but we'd like to give you things right down the middle as as best as we can but i'm going to be honest with you this whole thing has gotten me shaken shook shaken i'm shaken up there we go it's an easier way to say that i've shaken up about it because this guy i mean he if, if i'm to believe the media and, and, and the insane people that I hear speaking, he actually factually wants to destroy democracy. So we must indict him. And you know the Adorable Boy podcast doesn't do anything halfway. So they got a few indictments for Donald Trump. We're looking into it. That's what we're doing. We're on the case. We're going to find more things to indict him for. Because he must be indicted for democracy, I, I guess. That's what I'm being told. So if that's if that's a gate if that's what we're doing, let's get him indicted, boys and girls, and whatever. Let's get him indicted. Let's do it, and and, and go through his past because I'm sure there are many things he can be indicted for. Let's just pile him up as much as possible. They don't even. I'm, let's I'm gonna let you in on a secret here, an adorable boy podcast secret. The the things we accuse him of, the things we indict him for, they don't even need to be true. You know what I mean? Or make sense or anything. So let's just keep piling them up because even if, if none of them are true, if we get enough that are false, they can't beat it. You know, it's, it's all about quantity, all about quantity. So let's indict them. Let's, you know, let's really get them. So here I found my crack staff, found a few examples of uh, what Trump had done in the past that we think he should be indicted for. Now, I don't think he was president for any of these things, but that doesn't matter, as I said before. So here we go. 
Um, let's see what the first count is. Let me see. I got a whole a whole legal setup here. It's really good. We're really doing things right here. All right, let me see. Let's find the first one. All right, got it here. Wonderful. Okay, so um, this one takes a little, needs a little setup, but we can do that for you. We're master communicators. Um, but, but let's set the court, the court um, ambiance, as they say. So yeah, we're going to court here and let's uh, hit the music. All right, on this case, let's, so apparently this was sometime in the 90s. Um, and I don't know how they got this tape. Someone must have been recording. I don't know. But um, Donald Trump apparently made a deal to buy the house in a house in Bel Air uh, from a family, um, an African-American family. This this really, you know, illustrates his his hatred for everyone, really. But white people, apparently, I guess. Somehow. Anyway, um, he apparently was going to make a deal to buy this house from this family. And I assume this family was depending on it. Um, he does a lot of there's a lot of things to unpack in this clip, but I'm going to play it, let it go through and then we'll talk about it and um, just talk about how he backed out on buying this house from this family. Uh, I assume he did it legally, but I still think he should be indicted for it. That's what I think. So it makes as much sense as any of the other indictments. So here we go. Hit it, hit it, Frank, it means. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Trump, it's an honor to, uh, to, um, to meet you. <laughs> huh. Ron said his client had a rich uncle, but, uh, Donald Trump. I like keeping a low profile. Hi, Hillary Banks. Hey, Hillary. You know, you look much richer in person. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Trump. Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, Will Smith. Hey, listen, you are getting a great house here. And, and, and th this is quite a deal you're getting for it, too. Look, I'll tell you what. Doing another 50 grand, I'll cut the grass for you every Saturday. <laughs> Look, folks, before we go too far, I've got something to tell you. Excuse me, but I've got something to tell you first. Thank you for ruining my life. Ashley! <laughs> what did you do? Everybody's always blaming me for everything. Come on, let's uh, sit down, sign some papers. Mr. Banks, uh, there's been a little mistake. Mr. Trump's nephew grew up at 508 St. Cloud Road. <laughs> and all this time, I thought our address was 805 St. Cloud Road. <laughs> it is Hillary. It's very embarrassing. Apparently, I inverted the numbers. I don't know what to say, except I'm sorry. That makes two of us. <laughs> Well, that's business. Let's go down the street. I brought cash. It's quicker. Nice. Okay, wow. A lot to unpack there. Um, first, I should have had a trigger warning in the front of that. I'm sorry. Oops. I really got to get a redesign in this studio. There's just things in my way. Anyway, I won't get let it get me off task. Um, so I should have had a trigger warning on that. I'm sorry. You know. But just know, going forward, there's some pretty despicable things here. Um, and another thing I'd like to address, I, I, you hear, if, you, if you listen, you can hear the people laughing in the background. Now, nearest I can figure is that Trump brought in a group of people to laugh at this family, which is despicable. So I can't believe he's, he's doing stuff like that, paying a group of, of people to come in and laugh at a family when he, he, he backs out of a deal. So anyway, um, I mean, it's right there for you. First of all, he almost ruined that young lady's life who was, who was yelling at him for some reason. Um, so that's one indictable offense, I think. 
And then he would, you know, because of a mistake, Trump backs out of a deal completely legally. No, you don't get to do that, Trump. You say you're going to buy a house, you buy the house. Okay? So, I mean, I guess it's time for the verdict. I guess I've reached my verdict. There we go. Guilty. Indict him for it. Get on it, uh, DOJ. That is an indictable offense. That's one. All right. Let's see. Okay, let's get back into the courtroom. Not that we left the courtroom. We're working this bit out. All right. Okay, the second one. A little background on this one. Um, there's a, a, a child who um, we come to find out later was lost in, in New York and his family was somewhere else. I forget where. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. But anyway, this child is lost in New York and he goes to one. He, he just happens to run into Donald Trump in the, in the lobby of the Plaza Hotel. And, um, and let's see how Don, maybe, maybe this will redeem him a little. He still should be indicted for other stuff, but maybe he does the right thing here. There's only one way to find out. Hit it, Frank and Means. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Disappointed again. Indictable. I th well, I'll wait to give the verdict, but we all know what it's going to be. Um, this kid asked him for help. This kid is, you know, 11 years old, alone in New York City. He's walking around with no one. And if he, there's actually video of this one, high-quality video. I don't know where it came from. But um, after Trump tells him with the directions, he turns around, he looks, and he's like, what's, what's going on? But then he walks on. He doesn't help the kid, this lost kid in New York City. And, you know, if you could say, oh, he didn't realize he was lost, he thought his parents were somewhere around, then why did he turn around and look weirdly? Trump knew this kid was lost, gave him directions. Who even knows if they're right directions? You know? And he knew he was lost, and he didn't do anything about it. And I think there's really only one verdict a fair judge like myself could render, right? There's a gavel. Guilty. Indict the fool. You can't let kids get lost. And, uh, you know, to address the music we heard playing, Christmas music... And I, I mean, I don't know this. I'm speculating. But I think hot Trump hires people to run, go around playing Christmas music around him. They're probably on some sort of like, like platform with wheels on it and, and pulled by something or someone. Probably a, a dumb MAGA. Um, and they play Christmas music. So that was the explanation, I think, for that Christmas music we heard. But that's besides the point. Indict him. He did not help a kid. All right. We got another one, Frank and Beans. Yeah. All right, yeah, this is a short one, so just hit it, and I will explain after. Uh, well, let's enter the courtroom again. All right, we're in the courtroom. Play the clip, Frank, it means. Look, without Derek Zoolander, male modeling wouldn't be what it is today. That sounds like a harm, harmless opinion, right? No, wrong. We all know what race uh, Derek Zoolander is. First of all, Derek Zuland is a fictional character. So Trump is saying that this fictional character is a better, better model than any real model. And, you know, especially any model, any model of any race other than white. Trump obviously is a white supremacist. That's part of the reason why he's being indicted. And he picked a fictional model over any 
other any any model of any other ethnicity. I think that's racist, but I guess we should give the official verdict. I'm done. He's racist. Indict him. These are now three things we have to indict Donald Trump on. Just add him to the list. Keep building. Build the pile. Build the pile. Wait, we need we need as much as we can get. And this is one. It's racist, this thing that he said. That was a weak one, but, you know, we're working on it. All right, next one. Um, what is this one, Frankenbeans? Frankenbeans is talking in my ear. He can't figure out how to turn his microphone on. Okay, okay. Um... Well, you know, I'm just going to play this one. I won't give you the preamble, and uh, we will enter the courtroom, and we'll see how this goes. Okay, Frank and Beans, hit it. We're going to the race. We're going to win first place. And you have an ugly face. Race. Waldo, you're the best son money can buy. Thanks, Dad. Despicable. For many reasons. Did you hear the kids in the front there? In the, in the beginning of that clip? One saying the other has an ugly face. That's what MAGA is doing to America. Even It's even affecting kids. Can we indict Trump for that? Not today. I mean, if we, if we, end, if we get to the end and we really need something, maybe we can add that on. Um, but the real meat of this... It is um, how this kid, this this character, calls up Donald Trump as playing his dad, and in this movie that this came from, this totally real clip, and um, he tells him that he's he's the best son money can buy. Um, Trump, excuse me, like it's illegal to buy people, so there's that. Um, also, making your son feel like he has to win a race for you to love him. Oh my goodness. I mean, I think I've, I think we all know. That was loud. I think we all know. We've, co- we've all come to a verdict collectively on this. Guilty. Indict him. We're sick of this. All right. And as many times as we can find things to indict Trump for, we're going we're gonna to find him and we're going to indict him. I want, I want to, Frank and Beans, take a memo. I want a direct line to the Department of Justice. I want every one of these things. I want him indicted for each one of them. We have the proof right here. It couldn't be any clearer. I want him indicted. And it's not, a, you know, you cynics will, will talk about how this is, you know, part of the election interference and all that and whatever and, and, and you know, that garbage. But he needs to be indicted for these things. These are crimes that he didn't really commit because all of those are movies or TV shows. But these are crimes, and he needs to be indicted. I don't care if they're real. That's the thing. It doesn't matter if, if these clips are real or if they're for movies and TV shows. He needs to be indicted, and I will not rest until he is. All right, we are done with, uh, with this for today. Let's play the production, Frank and Beans, and we'll move on to better things.
Biden's getting low, according to all sources. To prison, Trump must go. Cause tonight, for the first time, we're gonna put him in the pen. The left is full of excitement. It's gonna start raining indictments. It's raining indictments. Hallelujah, it's raining indictments. Hey, hey, it's raining indictments. Hallelujah, it's raining indictments. Amen. All right. That was kind of low, Frankie Beans. Our levels are still just everywhere. We, we got to be a professional podcast. All right, it's raining indictments. Um, you know, we like to have a lot of fun here on the Adorable Boy Podcast. That's what we're all about. Um, but it really is insane what, they're, what, what is happening. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that it's happening or how it's happening. But, I mean, these indictments are, are obviously nothing more than a way to stop Trump from running again, which is all this has all been for, for four years now, three, whatever, however long it's been. It's complete insanity. There are hundreds of politicians who have probably done much, much worse things, but no one cares. All they care about is stopping Trump from running for president. That's not something a, a, a free country. It's not something that happens in a free country. And I'm not saying our freedom is completely gone. And, and we know that because they have to go through this charade. You know, they're not just doing it. So they still, they understand that they can't just out outwardly do this they're just trying to convince as many people as they can that it's very important to imprison their biggest political opponent by the way the one that threatened to expose them did he you know and that's a whole different thing you know he wanted to drain the swamp and his effectiveness his effectiveness at doing that you know you can debate that all the time can he do it you, you know Probably not. I don't think any one person can do it. It can be a start, though. You know, we're, I think we're all a little bit more conscious of what's happening now. But these, in, these indictments, and I've read them. You might as well not even read them. We all, everyone, even the, the far lefties that support these indictments, understand that there's one goal for this, and it isn't justice. It is to stop this guy from running because they know he'll win. And it's, we, we shouldn't let it happen. And the best way to not let it happen is to vote against them. And if, if, if they, even, even if they succeed, we can, still, we can still get them. We can still stop this. Though I don't think they will succeed. I think even if on the off chance Trump was found guilty on any of this stuff, I don't think it would last. I don't think that, I think it would be overturned is what I'm saying. If it had to go to the Supreme Court, I think it would. Um, which brings me to my second point about this kind of thing. Everyone is waking up to the the corruption and the and the the dirtiness of of not only not just the leftist politics but all politics really. And I would encourage anyone who who is a thinking person who identifies as a Republican to not identify as a Republican anymore, because I'm not saying don't vote for them. I'm not because sometimes they are the best option, but be the individual. Don't don't pledge allegiance to either one of these stupid parties. But anyway, that's a talk for another day. But, um, I mean, they have a, a unique chance here. I mean, by, people are waking up. The average person, in my opinion, in public opinion, what I've been seeing, the average person is shifting their view 
on Biden from from a, a useless old man to a corrupt, useless old man. I think people are understanding. I think people are believing now that he is corrupt. And the the, the dealings with Hunter, there was there was a lot wrong with him. And 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 people and I think even most people don't believe they'll get punished for it. But that's not a big deal right now. I, they should be punished for it. But the bigger thing is that people are seeing it. And you couple that with rising prices, out-of-control inflation that they will not admit is happening, um, an Inflation Reduction Act with increased inflation, uh, an overall, and you know this is nothing new, but an overall um, hostile environment for, for entrepreneurs and anyone who wants to make money. They're really beginning to not be able to, to hide the truth anymore. Um, and this is a golden opportunity for the Republican Party. But they have to unite behind someone. And if it's Trump, it's Trump. If it's not, it's not. But you can't play this game. And maybe, maybe it is a game that they're playing, and you know this is a strategy, and eventually Trump and DeSantis will come together. I'd say that's unlikely, um, but possible. But if you start fighting amongst yourselves and, and all these people trying to take Trump down again, they're not going to be able to, first of all. And you're just going to hurt the party and hurt the ability to beat whoever the Democrats run out there, which is necessary because they've gone completely insane, in my opinion. So you have DeSantis, you have Trump, you have um, a guy named Vivek. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I won't. But I like him, though. I like him a lot. I should know how to pronounce his name. Um, he's saying a lot of a lot of smart stuff. Anyway, you know, who knows what's inside. But I, I'm going to believe him until he gives him reason not to. Um, but they need to unite all of these people. Trump and DeSantis are sparring at each other like lightly for, for a while now. And that's got to stop. They both have to stop. Because it's the one chance the Democrats have is to get the D Republican Party to eat itself. So in this adorable boy's opinion... That has got to stop, and, and, and you have a golden opportunity, Republican Party, to, to destroy what's going on, to make things better for people, for people who can't afford food, who can't afford their mortgage, who can't afford gas. You can make things better for people, and you can, you can get this administration and this party out of the presidency, but not if you fight each other about it. So get on the damn ball. I'm sick of you. All right, I think after that whole thing, we need some inspiration. That's what I think we need. And really, I get all my inspiration from a, from a certain man. So let's get it now. I want to share that inspiration with you, the Adorable Voice Disciples. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you he will inspire you because he's john cena and this is his expiring tweet of the week john cena will inspire you with his tweets all right john cena inspirational and his inspiring tweet of the week we got it frank and means you haven't given it to me yet. Can I get it? We just you know, set it up. You should have it ready. Oh, Frankenbeans. 
Oh, there it is. Okay, wonderful. Just showed up. Thank you. Thank you, means. All right, John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. Here we go. Prepare for the invasion. Null Sector's forces are attacking Rio, Gothenburg, and Toronto. Answer the call, heroes. Defend the world in Overwatch 2. Invasion story missions on August 10th. Um, maybe he's talking about like an invasion of, of the soul. Prevent that. Now, uh, Frankenbeans. This is this is a, this is an ad that he tweeted. It's from it's. Oh gosh, he's promoting this Overwatch game. <sighs> Frankenbeans. Well, my esteemed producer often gets the tweets ready for me, the inspirational tweets ready for me because I like to hear them fresh and then and then you know kind of vomit you know my feelings out of it. I feel like that's the with a thing like John Cena's inspiring tweets. It needs to come from the heart. Um, Frankie Bean's got this one ready, and apparently it's an ad for Overwatch, which is not in the spirit of John Cena's inspiring tweets of the week. No, I, I don't want another one, Frankie Beans. Thank you for offering, but this is you've, you've, you've destroyed things again. Somehow you've messed things up even worse, Frankie Beans. We're going to need a meeting after the show there, Frankie. I know you wanted to go home, but going to need a meeting. All right, John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. If I guess if, if we could take one bit of inspiration here, it's inspiration to not be like Frankenbeans, who is ruining my life. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena, and this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. All right, thanks, Frank and Beans, for nothing. All right, moving right on. We gotta, we gotta take a break. Okay. Uh, I just, I actually had a, I was, you know, in my time off, spent a lot of time traveling. Always found a gym. You know, got to keep the body strong. Got to keep the mind strong. Um, and I, you know, obviously I listen to music like any other, you know, I might be a famous shock jock, but I just like all of you, um, I, you know, I have headphones on at the gym, you know, it's just when I do that, I'm done inspired with great ideas and then I make them and I get millions of dollars for it. And that's the difference between me and most of you, but you're still adorable boy disciples and I love you all. But anyway, I was thinking, I was listening to a lot of, um, the offspring came up on my phone. Um, the offspring's a punkish band from they started in the late 80s. It got popular in the 90s. Um, and I kind of I have, I just bought all their albums, on, even the ones I didn't know or like or whatever. I just bought them all. It was easier that way. Um, so I was listening to their music, and I don't think that there's a more disappointing band out there. And let me, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, the first Offspring album is called The Offspring, and it was, it was probably the angriest album I ever, I've ever heard. And they didn't scream at all. I mean, I guess they screamed a little bit, but not, they weren't like a screaming band. But the lyrics, and, and it was all so, so angry and so true, and, and it resonated like for, the, for what was going on at the time. Um, and gradually, as that band went on, you might know them, what, one of their most popular songs was Pretty Fly for a White Guy. And it was starting with that album, which is called Americana. That then subsequently, you know, that album and the next album and the next album, they would add more and more of these songs like Pretty Fly for a White Guy, which I guess they were catchy. 
but they they were they were hollow. They were they were dumb. Let's say you know. Not to say I don't even, I wouldn't even listen to them, but they're dumb songs. And more and more these songs got added. And to the, I haven't even heard their latest albums. Uh, the last one I heard I think was from two thousand eight. It's the last one I've listened to. And it's okay. It has some good songs on it. And then it has you know the the garbage ones. So I just I, I uh, let me grab my bag here. So I, I, it just made me think of, of to compare the lyrics of, of these songs that The Offspring had, the good ones and the hollow ones. So I got it here, and I wanted to share it with you because, you know, that's what I do. I give you entertainment. I give you thought-provoking entertainment. So here we go. This is a song from The Offspring. Um, I don't, actually don't see the, I didn't write the name down, but it is from their first album. I know that. So here are the lyrics. Through it all, my mind still wanders to the one who touched my soul. Though her road leads away, she's still my true love, I could believe. Uh, will is not enough when all those lost days stand in the way. She was all my hopes and dreams, my whole world, I could believe. Been a long time, won't be again. So, I mean, you may like it or dislike it. And it's a good song, I think. But you may like it or dislike it, but those are... He's trying to say something with those, with those lyrics. Whether you like them or not, there, there's something to them. He's communicating a point and he's doing it effectively, whether you like it or not. So here's from a newer song of theirs. He's saying, I'm on a roll with all the girls I know. His baby mama, she ain't so slow. He's saying, I'm on a roll with all the girls I know. I know you want to hit that. I know you want to hit that. Hit that. It's quite a difference there, wouldn't you say? Um, I, 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 his baby mama, I mean, these aren't great lyrics. And, and I get there's a, a point there. You know, that's, it's, it's a song called Hit That and about, um, I don't even know what it's about, I guess. People who are having kids but weren't ready for them. You know, which is, you, know, you can make a good song out of it. You can make a thought-provoking song out of that. I don't know that the thought-provoking song would have the words baby mama in it, but, you know, whatever. And it's just, you know, this band has the potential to write good lyrics. Lyrics that make you think. And then they write this. And... Uh, Offspring, I don't think, has, they don't have the, the, they don't get the credit they deserve for their good songs because of all the crap they wrote. They're kind of almost a lot, people like them, they have a fa fan base, but a lot of people dismiss them as, as you know, a joke and, and you know, which isn't, it's, it's a shame because they do have great songs. And here's another one, here's another, here's another few lines I have. Once I had a friend that I could count on, so I thought, well, so it seemed, but Times of need are not enough to prove your friendship to me now. Once I saw a face that I believed, but a mask was all there was. So who wears a mask and who wears the faces? Well, I guess I never know. But as I stand here alone in a room full of people with nothing to say, beer in their minds, smoke in the air, call them my friends, but they don't care. All right, so there's, there's one song. That's an older song, a great song. Again, you may not like the song, but those lyrics are pretty, pretty dense, pretty meaningful. And here's the next one. And well, I'm not the one who acted like a hoe. Why must I be the one who has to know? I'm not the one who messed up big time, so spare me the details if you don't mind. I'm not the one who acted like a hoe. Why must I be the one who has to know? Again, maybe a little more effort could have gone into that one, you know, to, to express that feeling. I just kind of imagine the writer's room, you know, on these later songs. It's like, well, you know, I want to write a song about a girl cheating on me, but... uh Let's call her a hoe. Yeah, that'll be fine. I'll, the rest of the song will write itself. It's disappointing, is all I'm saying. Uh, here's the next one. Uh, forever we've been trapped in our hearts, trapped in our minds, trapped by our minds. 
So I'd like to leave. I'd like to win at love, but I just can't let it go. And I just can't watch it slipping away. And I just can't let it go. And I just can't stand another minute. Maybe now, someday, our shattered lives will mend themselves again. Great lyrics, I think. A great song, great lyrics. Next one. Here's the newer one. We never have sex anymore. We never roll around on the floor like we did so long ago. And you never yell at me anymore. You never want to even the score like you did so long ago. But you're still with me, so I guess I'm not complaining. And you always leave my dinner on the stove. Not uh, the same quality, in my opinion. And listen, I'm not coming down on the offspring. I, I understand. I mean, I have the gift of podcasting, you know, and maybe they don't understand how I do it so well. But I think it's a, a, a amazing, not only talent, it's almost like a spiritual thing to be able to write a song that resonates with, with not only some people, because that's good enough, but, you know, lot, a lot of people to the point where they're all buying your music. I think it's huge. I, I couldn't do that. And I don't blame any band who, who used to be able to do that but can't anymore. Like Metallica. I love old Metallica stuff. I'm not a huge fan of the new stuff. I don't begrudge them anything. They, when they wrote the original stuff, they were living in, in, in condemned houses, eating, you know, loser's lunch, as uh, Scott Ian would say. Baloney on hand. He was quite adamant about that one. But anyway, and then, you know, when they're writing the new stuff, they have a private jet. That's going to affect your music. And that's great. Great for them. Maybe some people still like the new music. Awesome. Not my thing. I get it. I think the quality is not as good. I don't, th that's my opinion. But with, with these songs from The Offspring, it's like you're not even trying. Like, like in fact, what the, they are trying, actually. They're trying to appeal to younger kids with, with, with this garbage lyrics. And, and the, some of those songs are even 20 years old. But they were trying to have these hits, you know, Pretty Fly for White Guy, cruising in his Pinto. He sees homies as he pass. You know, it's not a good lyric. It just isn't. You might ask me why I bring this up on the podcast. One, because it's a bit of brilliance that came to me while I was uh, in the gymnasium. And two, you know, I, 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 wanna, I, I want, I think I'm the only podcaster. I want you, the adorable boy disciples, to hold me accountable. If I ever go down this road, which I won't, but if I ever do, you got to tell me. You got to come at me, bro. And you tell me this stuff. I'm deputizing each and every one of you. We all must do our part. The Adorable Boy podcast is more of a, a sphere that we're all part of. It feeds us spiritually. So we're all part of it. And if, if, if I'm not doing what I should be doing, you know, I'm bearing most of the load. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm not doing what I should be doing, you have the right to tell me as an Adorable Boy cycle. So there you go. The biggest point I wanted to make here. Yes. And I think I've made it perfectly like I always do. You know, skill communicator. All right, we'll keep take that break now, Frank. It means um, you get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. If you want to tell us that we've lost our way, I mean, if you say it now, you're wrong, but in the future, it's possible. Uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. No, no, not Twitter. I don't know what Twitter is. That word doesn't mean anything, never did. X. X, get us on X. Uh, at Adorable Podcast. Send us an email. We, we, got, we, get, we get them every day, you know, probably thousands. I think we're going to read some soon. But anyway, send us in. We'd love to hear what you have to think, what you have to say, and what you have to think. Um, e yeah, just email us. AOL keyword, adorable voice. We will be back with plenty more quality podcasting content. We'll have a word. I know you're all saying you haven't done Cornette Tober yet. There, there's some things, some, some, as the kids say, doings transpiring about, about Cornette Tober and the war on kowtowing. We'll get, we'll get, I'll get to it right after the break. And um, 
So sit still, and we'll be back on the Adorable Boy Podcast. You're listening to the podcast that reaches the beaches. Oh no, it's a shark! Run! It just ate a puppy. It's growing legs and walking on the sand. It's man shark. Ah! The Adorable Boy Podcast. and Gaiettes. It's your boy Vito, and I'm here to tell you about my new business venture, emus. Now you might say, what does an idiot city boy like me know about emus? And you're probably right. I don't know anything. But I'm telling yous, if you need an emu, Vito's your man. Vito spent a lot of money on buying emus, and now I'm raising them in the parking lot of my apartment complex in Roncalcoma, Long Island. Don't tell my landlord. So if you're looking for a flavor-filled meat or eggs, stop by Vito's Emu Emporium, where our motto is, The Emu is always right. And emus are great for other things, too. Emu oil is used in cosmetics and cleaning products, and we'll even rent them out for birthday parties, if you can fit it in your car. What kid doesn't want an emu-themed birthday? A kid jadrul, that's who. So stop by my apartment complex, but call first, because I gotta let him out of the garage and move the IROC out of the way. And if the landlord asks you anything, you tell him you don't know nothing about no emus. Tell him you're my uncle or something, he'll believe that. And remember, yous can get your emus from a large farm, but yous can also get them from the back of my one-car garage. Right, and we are back. There's a few more things to get to here on this giant-sized edition of the Adorable Boy Podcast. Thank you for joining us. All right, so I, I told you before the break, I teased you. It's an old broadcasting, uh, you know, strategy to keep you listening. So I know you're used to hearing the Cornetober, uh, which is part of our war on kowtowing, at the top of every show. Um, it's something we've been doing since we've been podcasting, since we... Uh, declared war on on kowtowing in all its forms, and 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 pledged to defend lady podcasting from the kowtowers. Um, and go listen to our first uh, first episode. You know that's what it was all about. But things change. You know, and we've been doing Cornet Tober to fight kowtowing for for a while now. But things change. Um, so we're changing it up a little. We're, we're spending this week. We're kind of. Figuring out exactly, you know, fine-tuning what we're going to do. We are continuing the war on kowtowing. Don't think for a second that we're not. We haven't given up. We're still winning, of course. Um, Jim Cornett is still podcasting, but, you know, he's just limping on, you know. It's, it's you know, he's not. The war on kowtowing is, is successful, is what I'm saying. So we're not going to forget about Cornett. And maybe I'll, you know, 
drop in on him every once in a while. He may even rate a mention, a passing mention, um, during the during you know all the episodes. But we're just changing our strategy. We're for, for this war on kowtowing because, and I'm going to be honest here, it's even bigger than I thought. The problem of kowtowing is even bigger than I thought. And, you know, we had our, our meeting, the whole staff, and the question came, you know, do we confine ourselves to fight kowtowing in podcasting and not go up the ladder to where it's coming from? And that didn't make sense to any of us. You know, I had to convince a few people. That's what a leader does. But it didn't make sense. It only makes sense to me that if we're going to fight kowtowing, if we find out when we found out that it actually goes up higher than podcasting and, and kind of drips down onto podcasting, we got to go to that source. Because we'll eliminate it from podcasting, but it'll still be dripping down from the top. We got to take it out by, it, by its roots of the Orville Boy Disciples. And that's what we're going to do. And that's why we're skipping the, the, the formal uh, Cornettober this week. And we're going to suspend our, our focus on Cornet for a little while. Though, again, you know, maybe you'll always get a jab in here or there. That's all. You know, it's, it's not a big thing. I know there are rumors going around. We, we lost. We were giving up. No, never. It's never going to happen. The adorable boy disciples know that better than anyone. Because you're right here fighting the war on kowtowing with me. So there we go. Uh, next next edition of the Adorable Boy podcast. We'll, we will elaborate on this a little more. But for now, yes, um, the war on kowtowing is, is in a, a transitory state. So there you go. All right. We got that business out of the way. What do we get? What else we got, Frank and Beans? All right. We got, okay. Yeah. Want to wanna do, um, yeah, we'll do uh, one of these things, not like the otter. Sounds like a plan. America's quickly becoming America's favorite game show. Yeah, hit the music, Frank and Means. One of these things is not like the otter. One of these things is not like the otter. One of these things is not like the otter. One of these things is not like the otter. All right, we got a caller on the line. Here we go. Steve, you're on the Adorable Boy podcast playing uh, what is quickly becoming America's favorite podcast-based game show. One of these things is not like the otter. Otter. One of these things is not like the otter. That's the whole point of it. All right, Steve, welcome to the Adorable Boy Podcast. Uh, Do you understand the rules? Yeah. Okay. Quite a grunt. I'm just going to get into playing the clips. You're going to tell me which clip is not an otter, and you're going to win an Adorable Boy prize pack. Are we ready? I'm going to... I have you potted down, Steve. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. All right, Frank and Means, give me clip the first. All right, that's number one, Steve. Here is number two. Okay, and finally, number three. You got to tell me which one of these three is not like the otter. Our Surgeon General and I talk about this issue a lot. You know, in the last two State of the Union addresses, I've laid out what I call the unity agenda. It's made up of four big things that we're going to do together as a nation. One of the things I'm always asked is, you know, uh, why, why Americans uh, have sort of lost faith for a while and be able to do big things. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Okay, there's all three clips, Steve. Um, 
Can you tell me which one of those is not like the otters? Oh, uh, number three. Number three it is. You got it. All right. Good job, Steve. Are you the first uh, otter winner? I don't know. Is he the first otter winner there, uh, Frankie Means? I don't. I can't. Yeah. You might be the first otter winner, my friend. Great job. Great job there, Steve. We are very proud of you. Uh, hang on. They'll take your information for the Adorable Boy prize pack. Okay. I just do want to say something about that last clip, too. Of course, um, the first one was the first one was an otter. The second one was an otter. And the third one was um, uh, Joe Biden talking about something. I don't know. And you'll see that clip a lot online. You did, any Last week, anyway. They're done with it now. But I think it's important to learn a lesson from that clip. And you know, if you listen to it, they they were all the right wing people were banding it about as if Joe was saying, you know, we cured cancer. And I guess he kind of did say that at the end. But he just what you really should take out of that clip is, first of all, he sounded like he was about to fall asleep. He, he sounded like he was about to fall asleep standing there, um, which is, you know, his health is not good. His mental state is not good. And that's what you should focus on. He kind of, in the end, just misspeaks, I guess. He, and he almost says, he, you almost hear him saying, like, we can cure cancer, but he says we cured it. I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. And they were packaging it as he said we cured cancer. And I think that's a stupid thing. I think it's it's detrimental in the long run. You should more focus on the fact that he can barely speak. He sounds like he's about to fall asleep. He, he looks like death warmed over, if I can use a an antiquated term. Um, and then, of course, all this corruption and stuff and all that stuff. I would feel sorry for him. I say this off, often. I'd feel sorry for him if he didn't spend his life being a corrupt politician. Um, but anyway, you know, they focus on that sound clip, you know, we cured cancer. He kind of said it, but I mean, there's so much other stuff to pick out there that you don't just have to focus on that, which is, you know, iffy. But gets a good headline. People write, read the headline, Joe Biden said we cured cancer. Rambling Joe, whatever you want to call him. Well, that's all. That was all I wanted to say about that. Um, great job, Steve, winning uh, the contest. All right, we are winding up. I had so much I wanted to get to you, but we'll get to it. We, we'll use it all. Um, I pick and choose what's going to be entertaining for the moment, and that's what I present to you, and you love it. It's great. Um, I've just been real busy. So many movie offers, um, which is, you know, it's, it's been a theme to, throughout my career, but now we're really taking over podcasting. They're coming in, in you know, steady streams again. You know, ever since I did my movie, uh, Adorable Parts, everyone wanted me to be in their movies and all that stuff. I got countless offers to be, you know, and this I can't substantiate any of this, but um, just so many scripts get sent to me. They really are. They're begging me to do these movies. They want me to be, you know, certain Marvel villains. They want me to be certain DC villains. I just got to be really choosy about the ones I pick because the podcast comes first, as you all know. I love doing movies. You know, it's great. I'm, I'm a great actor. Let's be honest. Um, but podcasting has to come first, and and and... I really have to commit myself to podcasting and then find a way to squeeze in the movies, you know, on the other side, basically. Um, but things are going great, you know. Um, I almost, I, 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 it was like two years ago, I think. Yeah, it was around when I first started the podcast, about a year into it. And I was offered this great role. I was going to take it. It was huge. It was, I can't say which company, I can't say who, but it was a big franchise type movie. Then I would have been in, you know, I would have been in a bunch of, of these movies. 
and boy, they were, I mean, they were backing up the truck to me. It was, it was really, really um, tempting. And I, I was almost going to do it. I signed, you know, I signed and everything, but then I had a racquetball game. So I had to cancel that. But, you know, I'm sure they made the movie. It wasn't that good. Didn't do too well. You know, probably would have been an Oscar winner if I was in it. But whatever, you know, that's, I'm, that's, that happens. You can't do everything. And that's something I had to teach myself. Because as great as I am, I can't do everything. You know, and the first thing, that the, but the thing I must do is give my all to this podcast and to you, the adorable boy disciples. So, yeah, that's my, maybe I'll take a movie, you know, rent out a theater, have all the adorable boy disciples come in and, and watch the movie, you know, and it would have to be, you know, probably four or five theaters. Like, and I'm not, I'm talking about four or five multiplexes. So probably a hundred screens to fit all the adorable boy disciples that could come in, in a certain area. You never, never know. I might do it. Uh, anyway, I guess it's time to go. Parting is such sweet sorrow, adorable boy, disciples, as you well know. But we will be back. Fear not. We'll be back. We'll be back. That's what I just said. Not what I meant. Um, so much more to talk about. So much more to, to share with you, adorable boy, disciples. I mean, it's a great time to be an adorable boy. That's all I have to say about that. So, I mean, thank you again for joining us. We're back better than ever, as always. We always seem to get better. Um, I can't wait to see you next on the next Adorable Boy podcast. We're going to have some fun. Um, so thank you for joining us. And again, have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great life. That's what the Adorable Boy podcast wants for you. And we will see you next time on the Adorable Boy podcast. <laughs>